Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, 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 everyone, and welcome to a new live edition of One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Thank you so much for joining us. Please go to uh, jaspercole.com, click on the One-on-One with Jasper Cole icon. You can keep up with all of our escapades and our archive shows, and you can also follow me at at Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S. Thank you guys so much. Our Instagram uh, page and everything is just blowing up. We're getting more and more listeners on Facebook and it's so exciting. So exciting. And it's been a great week. You know, it's always, these, these weeks go by really fast. Um, there's nothing really, you know, just, just when I think, Oh, we've got some new news. I realize it's old news, but speaking of old news, <laughs> At this time, please welcome my trusted sidekick, Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And to and your go. point, Jasper, everything old is new again. New again. Yeah, so I'm feeling very new, very rejuvenated, very refreshed. Hello, Planet Eartha. Hello, Jasper Cole. And Ralph, we have both been poked this week. And then we also got our booster shot. Exactly. Oh, I got (laughs) when we, I was so embarrassed when they caught us, when that couple, when that family discovered us making out in Target um, back in the the men's section. I I get you, that did was you hit just your, like, are you having a side effect of the Moderna yeah. booster? <laughs> I guess this is one of the unknown side effects. I guess yeah. they, they, it increases delusional activities and thoughts. Oh, my I guess, God. Right? The pharmacist said this could happen. The pharmacist said, don't <laughs> be surprised if you think you've been making out with people. You know, so. Well, you, know, you were just a big old horn dog as you. Okay, let me just. All right, Planet Earth. I don't like to tell all of Ralph's business, but I just tell the most salacious. Well, but here's because the we thing. don't gossip. We are not no, gossip. we are not malicious gossipers or hula hoopers or any of that stuff. We are true blue friends until you like do us dirty and then we will torch the bridge behind us. But Ralph, as you know, has been homebound. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph has been homebound, tripled mask with a face shield for the past, which is not, I'm not, I'm not face shaming him, but I'm just saying, you know, he has slowly been venturing out. And I think what happened was he, what had happened was he went out to the um, the pharmacy to get his booster, and I don't know if, like, the gay bars emptied out, but all of a sudden it was just, like, hot gay men everywhere. Right, Ralph? Oh, my goodness. Jasper, I just got goose pimples as you said that. Planet Earth, listen. Yes, I have been sheltered at home, even though Rose has peacefully passed away, and I thought I'd be able to leap back into society, I still am being very cautious and careful. So yesterday, um, 
Jasper had suggested this wonderful pharmacy for me um, to go where he received his Moderna booster. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Once again, we are both. We have our periods at the same time. We're on the same we, cycle. Our cycles have started together because we've got our J and J our initial and only J and J vaccine on the same day, and then we're five days apart from getting our Moderna booster. So Jasper was nice enough to recommend this pharmacy for me to go to, and I went to this pharmacy, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I feel like I've been released." out of shelter and it was a beautiful sunny day and everywhere i looked there were just hot men and it was just like oh my goodness zippity doo da zippity day. zippity day my oh my what a wonderful, wonderful day. day oh my goodness i went into the pharmacy and who do i see first but this hot gay male couple that um our parents they had the cutest little baby in their stroller, and they were both getting vaccinated. And we were all smiling at each other. And I was Googling. the. I was like gaga gooing. How the could baby. they see you with three masks and a shield? Well, that's what I – that's what was so funny <laughs> because I was like goo gogging the baby. Honey, we all look and, hot with a mask on. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> and yes, with your fucking deadwood face. Okay, work mm. that out. Okay. And that's a wet body. Don't, don't – <laughs> Don't choke on your coffee, girl. All right. <laughs> so one of the hot fathers turned the stroller so the baby was totally facing me as I was goo-goo-gogging it. And the fathers were both looking at me. And I guess, you know, you can tell when people are smiling through their eyes sometimes. So we were all smiling. Um, and as I- Tyra Banks taught us, that's called smizing. Oh, really? Okay. On America's <laughs> okay. Top Model. I'll show you next time I see you. Oh, well, we should be expecting a call any day from Tyra, you know, so, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I was waiting for that boomerang. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, we'll never stop with the boomerang. But I was smiling at the fathers. They were smiling at me. And I said to one of the fathers, I said, I'm smiling. And he goes, oh, we know. And so that was just a nice little exchange. Oh. But it was just so fun watching. You know, I mean, I would have just been enjoying watching them on any given day. But now that we are all here to protect ourselves and we're here getting the booster or who knows, maybe they were getting their initial vaccine. I don't know. They, we all go into this little room. They could have been and, getting the HPV, HPV vaccine. Who they, knows? They could have been getting um, Gardasol. Yeah, shingles, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. They, Anyway, we all go into this little room with the pharmacist, and they came out, and then they left, so it was my turn to go in, and I got my um, – you know, I talked to the pharmacist. He was very pleasant, and of course, you know, because I'm just this – How way, many I, questions did you ask? Go ahead. I, on, I only asked a few questions, but I, one of the questions was um, – comments I made to him was, um, I would like to see that vial, please. So um, he showed me. Did the you bottle. ask? You didn't ask to see the refrigeration. I didn't ask to see it, but I did ask <laughs> about how they go about refrigerating it. Because you know, Planet Eartha, from what we've learned in our research, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have to be kept at a very cold temperature that just a, a regular pharmacy is doesn't always have. And so well, didn't you showed- see that igloo cooler on the floor that they pulled it out of? <laughs> well, that, that's kind of <laughs> with those old was- melted ice chips in it. That's what I, I saw. Well, when I went to get my J and J back in March, they literally were carrying out big, like you know, ice coolers, like we were going to a football <laughs> game, 
into tailgating. the establishment. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What, what is that tailgating? Oh, when you put it. Oh, the that's of well, being a, you're, that's a straight straight men and women at, at football well, games, pregame. Then how do you know it? Because man, listen, listen, man. I, I you know I play football. We tailgated. UGA, go dogs! Woo woo woo! You know, undefeated. Go dogs! Yeah. Oh, wow. This is just very awkward. Um, but, yeah, they carried in those coolers for the J&J. For the J&J. But, but don't think I didn't ask them to. If somebody is about to inject something into you, yeah, you're going to ask, what are you putting in me? I asked him to see the vials. Oh, he said, honey, how many times have we ever stopped to say, what are you putting in me? But go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> so he was nice. That he said, "Let me let me get it right side up," because he had it upside down to extract the 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 vaccine into the needle. So he put the bottle down, and I saw that. Are you sure you were getting a vaccine, Ralph? I, I mean, <laughs> it sounds we like an an anal probe. I'm not sure. Well, what. we Which were is, in this little. Where did they give room? you the vaccine? <laughs> we were in a little closed room, and he was wearing gloves, girl. Was it dark? So, <laughs> Were they playing Grace Jones pull up to my bumper? Oh I my mean, goodness. you know. So it said Moderna on the thing and I said, Oh no, so listen, Aras, um how oh, is no. this main how are these uh vaccines maintained here? And he explained to me that they are kept in a freezer, but you can't inject somebody with a frozen vial and what they uh-huh. do at the beginning of each day is they have a certain amount allotted in their refrigerator, and that's what they draw from throughout the day. So I felt so. It's a good thing you made an appointment. I just lucked out, I guess. Well, I didn't make an appointment. They don't take appointments there. It's all. Oh, because I was thinking. So it's just for because if you happen to get there and they didn't, they ran out of the the allotted ones. I guess, I guess you'd you would. Back. You yeah, the next day or something. But yeah, they don't have appointments there. And I was very fortunate when I went because I was there at one twenty. And I walked right up to the desk, you know, and there were... A okay, remember days. remember during the last term, did that make sense why? Remember last year and this year when people for Moderna and Pfizer, like at the pharmacies, people were making appointments. And then when they didn't show up, remember at the end of the day, they have all these vaccines available. Exactly. They'd have to either, they'd have to throw them out if they didn't use them. Yeah. So that's here, why people, and- yeah. And here it was very – I mean, I just lucked out. I mean, like I said, there was only a few people ahead. It was the two hot fathers and then another guy ahead of me, and then it was my turn. And then what's so funny, you know, with all of this medical information that we're getting and things from the CDC, and we're all trying to be careful. You know, after you get the vaccine, you have to sit there for 15 minutes to make sure you don't have any bad reaction and i love how when the guy was very nice and he said okay ralph um so i'll just have you sit out here for 15 minutes and i was like oh wait i have to go put some money in my meter and then i'll be right back and so he said okay great so i went out to put money in my meter that's when i saw that hot man planet earth i was fierce after the father's this is your third hot man oh my goodness i was just it was but this was a hot man by himself this was a hot man by himself. I wasn't even in West Hollywood, okay? I was on Olympic <laughs> Boulevard going out to my car um, to put more money in the meter. Because you didn't you know, park I, in the valet. You didn't valet it, right? Um, no, I did not. Uh, okay, go uh, ahead. It was, 
it was all about a gratis day, okay? I presented my insurance card, okay? Yeah, I don't need to be incurring any more expenses than need be. But I went out to go put money in my meter. Uh, you know, I could have collapsed out there, and they would have been like, where's Ralph? You know, it's a like, Well, they, nobody would even know what you were with three masks and a face shield on it. You know, and- where I was. So I walked out of the pharmacy, and I'm walking to my car, and this hot man in front of me with these shorts above his knee, these beautifully sculpted legs, and this great-shaped butt was walking in front of me. Oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, this is what I have been missing for months. I almost walked up to him just to say, like, listen, I don't know what your situation is, but you are hot as fuck. But um, I did not do that. I did refrain from doing that. Um, right. Because, you know, that's, that's just so invasive. I mean, that's no different than the construction women, the construction yeah. men yelling at women going by. But I was like, he was hot as fuck. I put my money in the meter, came did back. Did you have your Asian sandals on? What were you wearing? No, I, no, I just, I was wearing, and you know, and I wanted to let you know, Jasper, um, uh, I was getting compliments on my calves, even though I was wearing long pants. So that goes to show you how fierce how? my fucking body is. Yeah. Um, no, they can tell. They can oh. tell. Because they had X-ray vision? Were they blind? By the way I carry myself. It's the way I carry myself. Were you wearing pump? Maybe it's the high heels you were wearing. No, I was wearing my new flat tennis shoes, darling. And I went back into the pharmacy. I had a seat. I did things on my phone, waited for those 10 minutes now to go by, at which point I got up. I waved to the pharmacist. He goes, you're good to go, Ralph. I was like, bye. Thank you, everybody, for being so friendly. And I went on my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. Zippity-day. And so, then you pa- you passed out, and when you woke up, you were out in the middle of Olympic, or you were oh, in the car? Yeah. Crawled out. Okay. It was like, well, you know, mine didn't affect me until 20 minutes. But, you know, what the pharmacist did say, and I would like to tell this in all just in factual seriousness, I said to him, so in two weeks, this should all be up in my system, right? And he goes, anywhere, he goes, I really like to give it up to four weeks. He goes, it just that everybody is individual and different in terms of how your body produces antibodies. So anywhere from two to four weeks, we will be completely like having this vaccine working in our systems, you know, and then at which point it's like, now do we make the decision to get an antibody test to see like, you know, have antibodies been produced? Presumably so. COVID but after a month, at least, yeah. After a month would be the best way to do it because like you said. But like you had I mean, said earlier, for those of us that got J&J, you know, we – Seemingly, since we were almost at eight months, there's a chance that our protection was probably already pretty. I don't know. It's I've heard I've heard yes and no about that. Some people have said there's a, it could be really low, but then others have said that the J and J was holding up quite well. And then when they tested it with Pfizer and Moderna booster, it, Moderna out out you know outworked and did better than Pfizer did. So. I, I mean, again, because it's a changing science that they're only able to see it as it happens, I don't think anyone can really tell us that yet. But I do have a question for Dr. Cole. Um, I'm, I'm still confused as to when, if and when we need to get another shot, right? Well, yeah, that's what I wanted to know, too, because, on, you know, on that email that we get, 
you know, you got yours from the mm-hmm. uh, pharmacy also about like congratulations on getting your COVID thing. And on that email, they had June 28th through December 31st. So that's a six month period. So in six months in April, which is my birthday month, uh, <clears throat> but don't say the date because I don't want to get um, identity theft. But yeah, or too many months. gifts. I, I know people bombard you with, oh, with stuff. God, and you just crazy. donate it all to charity anyway. So well, I know. I just get all those Venmo and PayPal um, cash flow, which is very lovely. But in six months, are we going to have to get another one? Because, you know, the people that got Moderna originally, did they get 200% yeah. each time? Okay. So they, yeah, so, just like Pfizer. They got – so really, like you said, I mean, I – I'm not because a girlfriend of mine on Facebook private messaged me and she said, I got J&J like you and I'm going to go get my booster. Are they going to give me 50 or 100? And I said, they're not allowed to give you more than if you if you're getting the booster, it's just 50 mg of Moderna. and to your point, it's a changing science daily, like my other pharmacist, because, you know, I've been deal- – I've asked several – you know, it's always good to get – Me too, things. yeah. And because it's a changing <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Because it's a changing science, you know, we really just – we really just don't know. I mean, this is the thing, Jeff. And for you and I who are so binary, for us to really get that is a big deal. Well, yeah. Get what? I mean, for the, us, the, well, for us to be able to wrap our head around that, because oh, we, don't gen- we don't generally like getting, we want yes or no, like, you know, we answers. like it black or white. Well, we don't like gray areas. Yeah. Well, to your point about black and white, at COVID Test LA, Planet Earth, for the people that live in Los Angeles County, there's a wonderful setup that they have. And, you know, when you're I don't know if you noticed it, Jasper, when you went, but right across from the pharmacy – no, I'm sorry. On the same side of the street where the pharmacy is, there's that driveway you go into to get mm-hmm. tested. And, yeah. and when I was going to get the antibody test, because based on what you had told me from the test you had purchased at CVS, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll get my antibody test. Now I come to find out you were getting tested. The test you got for an antigen with antigen, which is different than antibody, and because listen, this is how miscommunication goes, and this is what's so fucked up about this whole pandemic thing, and we're all scrambling trying to figure out how to stay alive and stay healthy. So you told me, oh, I bought a kit at CVS, and I'm 36 percent I have of antibodies. Well, that's totally false because, first of all, it was an antigen test, <laughs> antigen, and, your, uh-huh. and your pharmacist told you, okay, and that 36%, I don't even know what that's measuring. Then when I called COVID test LA to find out when I get my antibody results, is it going to give me a percentage of how many antibodies are in my body so I know how efficient the J&J vaccine was? They said, no, all you're going to get is yes, yes or no. You know, it's like that um, COVID test you took at home where it's just, you know, it's, there's the control line and then those mm-hmm. other two lines. So it's just like that. So either yes or no. So, yeah, I mean, because I was asking my doctor, well, my antibody test should be positive, right, because I have the J&J vaccine. So allegedly, yes, it should be. Then the doctor's like, well, it depends if it's IgG or IgM. And I'm like, oh, my God. It, it's oh, my God. What is you that? Know, 
that's how they measure the antibodies. Like there is this whole thing on their website. There are four different kind of antibody tests, you know. Oh. So that's why I went to CVS. Well, what are the? What's the one that we're? Okay, so when you went into that little room, you had a male pharmacist at Olympia. I had a female. She's the one that started off by saying, I don't know why they don't just require everyone to get an antibody test before you get your vaccine, and that can tell you how much levels you have in your blood, but but insurance won't pay it, and that's why we don't do it. But definitely after this, wait a month, and then you should get your, your antibody test. And I said to her, oh. Okay, and can I just get one at like they don't they did not sell them there. I said, can mm-hmm. I get one at like CVS? And she said yes. But then I remember Ralph in the beginning of the pandemic back last year before we had the vaccines. I remember my Palm Springs doctor. I did a blood test, an antibody blood test at the lab. But see again, they they were using that back in the beginning. You. They wanted you to have no antibodies because that meant you had not had COVID. Right. That was supposed to be the way. That was supposed to be the good thing. That's prior to the vaccination. But well, okay. To your but now before, you don't. But now you want to have the antibodies after you've had the vaccine because, exactly. or or if you've had COVID, you should have. You know, if you've had COVID, then you're supposed to have lots of antibodies. So exactly, and and as we both know, as you have shared with me, or that we've read in the news, people who have had COVID have gotten it again. So what the fuck. You know but what I here's mean? My other, here's my last thing about this. Okay, well, I don't understand something. If you're supposed to have – but I didn't think that these vaccines had live COVID in them. So They don't. So how would we – see, my point is how would we end up having antibodies if we don't have COVID? From the vaccine. But the vaccine doesn't have COVID in it. I know, but it's just like the flu vaccine. When you get the regular annual flu, the flu is not in that either. I can't answer because I'm not a doctor. I play one on TV, but I can't answer that. But, yeah, I see what you're you're not a doctor? I'm sorry. And see, and that's why the pharmacist told me, or the PCP said about the IgG test, there's an in protein and a and a spike protein, and it's the spike protein that we want to be tested because the spike protein will let you know if you have antibodies from the vaccine. The N oh. protein lets you know if you have antibodies because you've been exposed to COVID, or it could be another coronavirus. You know, COVID isn't the only coronavirus as we know. Now, before we bring on our guests, I want to say this last point, and this is to your point. You were but wait, this it, is you just gave some really great information. This spike protein is exactly what you and I have been wanting to know what what we should get tested for. It, that's that's big. That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, and if you go to this website, I can send it to you. Well, it's covidtestla.com. But if you go to that website, they have it all broken down. That in protein doesn't tell us if the antibodies are from the vaccine. The N protein is the one that tells us, like you can get a positive from a common cold because right. it's part okay. of the coronavirus thing. So that's, you know, this is why- but the, like spike, said, the spike protein is, is what will tell you wh- what you've got, which if you've gotten antibodies from the vaccine. Exactly. Now to your point- before Now the, we my last question to you is where do we, 
Where do we get that test? Well, I think now we're going to have to talk to our PCPs. You should talk to your people in Palm Springs because this at-home thing is fakakta. You know, yeah. I mean, so so I we mean, we will wait, but we will wait a month, right? We'll wait. We a will month. wait. See what our PCP says. Go and get it from the lab because this place at COVID Test LA, they have this high high end equipment, but mm-hmm. like I said. It's only going to tell you yes or no. It's not going to tell you, right. like, how much is in it. Because remember, we were all excited because other people we know, their percentages were high. So it's like, right. oh, well, they just had their booster. I guess that means that's a good thing. But it's all a crack of crap. Now, a crock of crap. <laughs> now, before we, before we bring our guests on, to your point, Jasper, you were talking about how before the vaccines came out, we were hoping there were no antibodies in our system. Now we're right. hoping that there are antibodies. Well, it's just like the N95 mask. At the beginning, right. it was, oh, no, only people in the hospital, people who are exposed to sick people should be wearing the N95 because there was a shortage of them. Now they are saying all of us should be wearing an N95 mask. So <clears throat> – Okay. So in conclusion, and we're going to start this little, uh, this, we're going to take this journey with you. Why don't we start everyone following Ralph? So Ralph wears three masks and a facial. Now that you've been boosted and vaccinated or whatever, can we start with maybe taking one of the masks off and doing two masks and a face shield? And then we'll start like a interview. We'll slowly do like a help you take off. So you just get down to one mask and the face shield, and then maybe eventually it's just a mask and no face shield, or is that asking too much? It's asking too much because (laughs) five minutes before we went on air, you were polite enough to send me the latest deadline. I mean, the latest statistics off of deadline, how Los Angeles and California are spiking up again. And how it's going to be another kerfluct up because we're entering Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Are you going to add a fourth mask then? No, but I'm wearing my N95. I have a blue hospital mask, and then I have a decorative mask. And then I put. Let me ask you. I can barely breathe with one mask. How do you breathe? I just breathe. It's not like I'm doing cardio exercise on the elliptical. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit more labored, but you just do it. You know, I mean, oh. look at the doctors and nurses. They wear an N95 all the fucking day long. But right, I, but they're, they're, in ho- they're in a, a sick ward at the hospital. Okay. Exactly. Well, then, but, but listeners, I'm, trying, I'm supporting Ralph in his, in his journey, but at the same time, I'm trying to help him, you know, want to feel like maybe he could just take off one mask. Well, but I, I would will, like to we'll be able work to, on that. We'll work on I that. I like to be able to do that. Like when I was waiting at the pharmacy yesterday for my um, – teeth medicine the woman got out of her suv and she just so like with no effort just slapped on her mask i was like oh, that's what i, I do I, I know i said i wish i could be like that i, I don't even go- i carry the mask in my hand until i get to the door i know and you've tested negative throughout this whole pandemic as i have too but let us just conclude like this and I'm sure most of planet Earth or most people will feel this way. You, uh-huh. each one of, every one of us is individual. And it's up to, everything we do in life is based on what makes you feel comfortable, not what some fuck next to you on the bus thinks that you should do to feel wow. comfortable. 
it's wow. just like if somebody blows their horn okay. behind you because you right. haven't moved fast tonight. It's like, oh, don't okay, be blowing sweetie. your horn at me. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't guess, be blowing your horn I guess we have clearly hit a nerve. So um, you just go ahead with your three masks and a face shield. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we are – so, Ralph, tell everybody about our exciting guest today. Our exciting guest is this fabulous South African actress. She was totally revered during her days on All My Children. And as you know, we have several friends who are very dear to that show, and they've all had a long run on the show. At this time, Planet Eartha, I'd like to introduce you to Esther Terblanc. Hi. Hi. Hi, Esther. How Welcome. Are you? Thank you we so much. Welcome to, to the show. There. This is Jasper Thank and you. my co host Ralph. We just love your name, first of all. Oh, Esther, thank you so much. You are welcome so much, Esther. This is Ralph talking. And before we get started, I want you to pronounce your first and last name, please. Turblanche. Terblanche. Thank you. It's Turblanche. And I, it's so beautiful. I was saying Turblanc, but Esther Turblanche. Thank you, honey. Now, yeah. Esther, you are absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And I'd like to Aww, start. Thank from, you. You're very, very welcome. So I'd like to start from there about your beauty and your journey. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, starting, I guess we should start with, like, the Miss Teen South, I mean, well, we can start back before the Miss Teen South Africa, but, I mean, that was probably, tell us about growing up, but first of all, I'm fascinated by South Africa, I always have been, one of my dear friends in Palm Springs, who's a realtor as well, he's from Johannesburg, and so he knows that I'm like, this is one of the places I really want to visit, so talk to us about growing up there, and, and, how, is that when you decided you, you, you had a love for the arts and for acting? Yes. I, I think I think anybody who who has a chance to try and visit South Africa, it's 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 a beautiful country and Cape Town and that whole area is just magnificent. And um I grew up on in a small town actually and uh, we also had a game farm so I was very lucky. I, I grew up around animals most mm. of my life, and I have a huge love for animals. And um, that's basically on the farm around all the animals is where I started. I think I was just playing with animals <laughs> and, and coming up with all these different characters and thinking, wow, I wonder what it would be like in the movies. And right. that's where I started to think about coming to Hollywood, <laughs> I, I think. And it, it well, was, was so, like, absurd, the idea. <laughs> but that's, I guess, where it started. Well, I was going to ask you, I'm assuming, I mean, and, and maybe I shouldn't assume, but uh, growing up there, you were exposed, you had access to uh, American movies, right? You guys would see films from Hollywood? Yes. Yes, okay. yes. We and how about we did have one we we had some television but most of the American 
shows like Gilligan's Island. I had no idea what that was until I moved here and people <laughs> were talking about it. So, but we we did have television, but most of the most of it was South African um, mm-hmm. programs. Now you know, Esther, if you were if they do a remake of Gilligan's Island, you would be playing the Tina Louise role because she was the sexy siren on the show. <laughs> yes. And Tina, Tina is still with us and doing, and looks amazing. And she's, uh, she's quite the lady for sure. Oh, well, thank you. Now I wanted to ask you without putting, if this isn't putting you on the spot, could you say a few words in Afrikaans? Oh, sure. Um, Ooh, what does that mean? It means. Uh, I love you. Oh, okay. Thank you. That was so nice. I mean, I read, of course, doing the research on you, that you do, that is one of your native tongues, and I am not familiar with that, so I wanted to hear how it sounded, and that was beautiful. Thank you, Esther. And you speak oh, many, welcome. you speak multiple languages, right? I don't really, no, I, I don't speak many languages. It's more the accent, but I, I mean, I speak Afrikaans, English, and I speak German a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, I can get by on a few a few languages. I've been on many airports, so I can say the <laughs> most things I need to get by. <laughs> what, did, what, did you learn English? Was English required or is that, was that an elective at school or was it required or was yes. it just something... Yes, it, we, it was required to take at school. Was it hard? Was it a hard language to learn? It was a little bit hard, mm-hmm. but I, it was quite hard for me when I started working on all my children and all of a sudden everything was in English and it was a lot mm. of lines to memorize. So that was definitely challenging for me. Um, yeah. And uh, just so many, so many lines to memorize, and then also trying to focus on your accent to mm-hmm. try and lessen it. So that was it's a that lot. Was hard for me. Yeah, it was well, a lot, me, but it was it was so a great experience. By the way, everyone, you can follow Estee at on Instagram, and it's at it's at e s t a dot t e r b l a n c h e dot the number nine. Um, well, that's interesting because you had you had sort of broken into acting, being on a, a popular soap opera in your country, right? Yes, it and was actually um, it, it was a goalie place of gold, and it was um, it was a prime time show, and it was on every day, and it was a half hour show. Um, and it was actually the first show of its kind in South Africa. When and the creator came out to America and studied what they did here, so it was it was a, the first of its kind in the country. So was, it was it a was it a half hour half hour comedy or was it a half hour drama? It was a drama, but it had okay. comedy in as well. Yes. Wow. Well, that was exciting because um, – and then in your country, do they also have the tip of the traditional daytime dramas as well? Yes. Um, 
they do. They do now. Uh, at first, that was the only one. And okay. then a few years later, um, more soaps, I guess you can call them that, mm-hmm. started to develop. Now there's there's quite a lot. So, uh, well, yes, I guess, I you think know, it, it's, for, for mm-hmm. us in this country, you know, of course, Charlize Theron is like the big South African yes. you know, export that we are. Now, I, did, did you follow her career? I'm not sure. I don't remember yes. when she moved moved yes, over definitely. here. Was, was she sort of an inspiration of like, look what she did. She came to America and conquered. Yeah. Um, I think she she's very much an inspiration. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, yeah. we don't have as many. I mean, forgive me because maybe I'm not aware of other you know, I'm sure there are other South African actors working here, but on on a on a level of like a Charlize, you know, there's so many there's so many Australian actors that are that are well known. There's so many, of course, you know, we're just Americans are in love with English actors, um, but to me, to my naivete, there aren't as many South African actors who've come over to America, unless there are, and I'm not even aware of it. Well, there's Neil Sandiland. He's doing okay. really great. He he was in Sweet Tooth and The Flash, and um, I think there are quite a few. Um, but yeah, I I would say probably other countries are perhaps more well known, but there there, there are been, definitely some. There hasn't been that mass exodus, you know. <laughs> From South Africa. No, well, that no. well that brings me to my question: is how, tell us how you did go. How did you get over? What brought you to America? And was it was it the All My Children role, or did you come here first and then start auditioning and that sort of thing? No, it it wasn't the All My Children role. I I always wanted to to come here, and I actually entered a green card lottery and mm. I thought, okay, what are my chances? You know, maybe one in a million. And I thought that's, huh. that's good enough for me. And I, and I entered and I won. Um, wow. Yes. And I, I moved here and, you know, started, I got an agent and I got all that uh, stuff a manager and I got all that and then I started to audition and it took a while um, and then I got all my children. And were you uh, in New York? Had... Were you in New York first or did you move no, to LA? No, I was in Los Angeles and then uh. all my children were shooting in New York so I had to move over to New York for that. Now which year... Um, because we so Jennifer Bassey, who played Marion Colby forever, is oh, is yes, a Jennifer. Di- different, and then Alicia Minshew, who was um, Kendall, but she was yes. the second yes. Mendel. She uh, Kendall, she's a dear friend. Um, did you work with either of them? I did. I worked with Jennifer for for basically my my whole time there, and she's terrific. Oh my God! I can't. I'm going to be talking yes, to her I tomorrow. Her. I. Oh my God! I'm gonna oh. um, tell her that you were on the show because she's she she's our auntie Mame. Um, 
so you remember obviously in 2010 or 11, I mean, when the show moved out to Los Angeles, um, Jennifer ended up renting an apartment on a property where I live, my husband and I own in West Hollywood. And that, and it was like a little Melrose place. You know, we had these different apartments. And I remember they, because they brought Jennifer back the last couple of episodes. And I read that, I think you went back as well, right? Yes, I did. Oh my God, it's such a small world. Well, but okay, so, so, so because forgive me, I didn't watch the show at that time when you were on. So you were playing an American, so you had to do the American accent. No, I wasn't playing an American. I was playing a Hungarian. Oh but God. I still have to. I had to lessen my accent just a little bit. Right. Uh, so people could understand me more easily. And so when you did you do the the old fashioned not old fashioned but did you do the tra- traditional testing for the role like like have to go to New York and yes. test? I did, what was that yeah. like for you? Yeah. Do do how was that was that nerve wracking? You know what it um, <laughs> so funny it it was not. No, it wasn't. It wasn't really nerve-wracking because I went and a part of me didn't really want to go because I thought, nah, I don't really want to live in New York. I just, I'm I'm happy in Los Angeles. I don't really want to move there. So, nah, I I don't really care if I get this or not. Oh, see, that's that's so perfect. Yeah. I kind of messed up the first time on purpose and then I stopped halfway and I said no okay sorry let me go again and then I just did my best and I thought if I get it then I'm supposed to be here so I'll just do my best and then I got it (laughs) oh my god and so you moved to New York yes I moved to New York and did you you end up enjoying I'm sorry oh go ahead go ahead Ralph did you end up enjoying living in New York Esther Oh, I absolutely loved, loved, loved it. I, it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life, and I'm forever grateful for it. Um, oh, yes. Yes, I loved it. It's so loved great it. to hear you say it like that. Because, see, that's a very human experience, what you just said. It's like something that you really – because you're coming from South Africa, so Los Angeles seems the place that you want to be. And now you're here, and yes, you're loving it. The weather, and what I'm just assuming the, the weather is always a big draw for people. You're enjoying your life yeah. here, and then you're hearing about, <clears throat> I mean, just the basic similarities and, and differences between Los Angeles and New York. You're thinking New York might be, it's congested, it's crowded, it's busy, it's fast-moving, it's all of that, and I like my lifestyle here in L.A., and then you get on the plane, go there, you, you get a nice reckoning with yourself and said, you know what? No, I've made the mistake. Let me do my best. Let me show them what I am really made of. And like you said, and then you gave the rest to faith. If I'm supposed to have it, I'll do it. And that's why you got it. And that's why, to your point of Jackson, when he said, was it nerve wracking? And I'm very proud of you for knowing the expression nerve wracking, because that's not like something, the first thing you'd learn when you're (laughs) learning English. You weren't that nervous because it's like, 
I can take it or leave it. And luckily, yeah, that, that I think that's I think that's the key is that so many times, it, Ralph and I have done this as well. The things that I'm not as what am I trying when this when I don't really care as much, you know, you don't have that desperation when you go in. I'm proud of the fact that as an actress, you you felt comfortable saying, "Nope, hold on, let me do this again." You know, yes. so many times as actors, we don't own our space you know we don't take our moment we're not we feel like we can't stop and do it again so i love the fact that you that you did that and uh and listen i mean did you do three three years on the soap uh it was it was four years four Four and a half years actually Mm. yes i mean it is it is as I say, you know, if you can do a, a, a soap opera, pretty much you can do anything in the business. Because like you said, the amount of dialogue yes. that you were being thrown at every day um, is, I'm sure you felt like after that you were ready to go conquer anything they threw, anything the industry threw your way you could do. That is true, I have to say, but yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. I think that I'm also very, very grateful for the experience I had in South Africa on the show. I, I was mm-hmm. on there because it was the best learning school, mm-hmm. you know, for me to go to. It was hands-on training. It's almost like I, I walked into the best school to right. to go and train. Um, right. so do, you, do, you, do you remember... Do you remember if Judy Wilson was the casting director on All My yes. Children? Oh yes, god, she she's the best. Yeah, she's so oh, wonderful. She's you know, so amazing. yeah, she, she went to Young and the Restless for a number of years after All My Children. She's retired now. She and Jennifer oh. are dear friends. Yeah, and she's she's loving her her retired life. I mean, she's still it's so funny to say she's retired. She's not even that old, but um she's loving her life you know, outside of, but she was oh, one of the, she was one of the ones that a caster that really cared about actors and took her job really serious and went out and scouted, yeah. you know, and went to plays and stuff like that. So, well, listen, I know yes, you very you, special woman. You did the, so you, you, here you are, you have your acting career going. And then another thing I love about you is at a certain point you decided, you know what? I think I'm going to like pivot here and go in a different direction in life. Tell us about how that, what that was for you. And when you sort of took a break from acting. I just, I just turned to healing and Mm. uh, everything that meant. And uh, I, um, I I started, yeah. I, I just started to to really tune into people in a different way, and I I felt like I started to help them in a different way, and mm-hmm. um, uh, connect in a different way, and that became kind of my path for a while. But I have to say, I am starting to think about going back to the acting business. So Mm. yes, that Mm -hmm. is definitely something that is entering my mind. 
Well, great. I mean, this is the other thing I say to actors, to all of us, you know, I mean, we only, we only get better actors as we get older with more experience. And I think what's great is sometimes people, we think as actors, we can't go and do other things. Like somehow if I go to this other thing, I'm giving up on this other passion of acting. And, you know, it's probably, if you do reenter and come back, it's it's only going to make you probably a better actress because was there any particular, had you always been sort of interested in, in healing and the spa and that yes, metaphysical kind I of stuff? And always um, on, on our farm, whenever there were sick animals, I would, I would take care of the animals. I, I remember we, we had a, a goat and its leg was broken and they were going to put him to sleep and I, I said no and I, I tied up his, his leg and I remember I called him spalka which means like braces mm. and we, I healed his, his leg healed and there was another there were a few, few stories like that but yes yeah, it started with the animals started with mm-hmm. animals. Um, wow. So I've always uh, been interested in, in that. I didn't realize it at the time, in fact. Was there a but, particular yeah. incident or an event in life or whatever that just, you said, you know what, I'm going to take this, I'm going to go this direct, I mean, did you just sort of make, was it a, a hard, like, I'm leaving acting or was it just sort of a gradual thing that, took you that in that other direction? Because uh, sometimes, you know, we, we don't plan thing. it. It just kind of yeah. happens. Yeah, I think it was just, it just happened for me. And mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah, it just, and uh, yeah, it just, it, hap- it happened just for me like that. And, did you are you back did you move back to South Africa are you are you back and forth or are you are you in I'm, Los Angeles I'm back and forth I'm back and forth and but at the moment I am in Los Angeles Oh great okay um well listen I mean I you know I think I looked I looked at your past stuff online and you're you're really a gifted actress so I think you know, it's funny because being, you know, as fellow actors, I always say to people, oh, my God, we're so crazy to do this business. But, at the, <laughs> you know, at the core, you know what I mean? It's hard to – it's like riding a bicycle. You don't forget how to do it. So yeah. I think if you decide no. to kind of venture back, I, I'm sure you'll be – hit the ground running. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you to say. Esther, I Are just you... want to say that <clears throat> I'm sorry, Jasper. Go on. Oh, go ahead, Ralph. Go ahead. No, no. Um, <clears throat> Esther, I'm backtracking a little bit here. I'm just I'm always impressed when English is not a person's first native first language, native tongue, and they speak and understand it so well. You're just amazing to me, and I can't help but think when you were on All My Children Every Day. Now you've gotten the part. You, you're settling into the role. 
And every day you have a script plopped in front of you. I'm, I'm picturing you with your beautiful brunette hair and you're in some nice comfortable outfit in wherever you're living in New York and your legs are crossed like Indian style, maybe on the floor or sitting <laughs> on your bed. And here's episode number 1028. And it's like you're paging through to see where your character is going to be coming on. And it's just all these, English words. And for me, oh. it would be daunting where English is my <laughs> first language. I still dream about that. <laughs> I just, just, just picture, because you're so beautiful to me, I'm just thinking of you like, your hair is in a ponytail now, and you know, you've had some, one of your favorite beverages, and now you're paging through going, oh, what does this word mean? Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, and it's like, wow. <laughs> Uh, you have that absolutely right. Like I'm totally like cross-legged, hair in a ponytail, and yep, I usually had the dictionary right next to me. I mean, these days we have Google, but um, yes, I <laughs> believe me, I made so many mistakes so constantly that the writers started to write that into my character. Like they, they started. To- <laughs> <laughs> I know they were all you know, just, the writers you know, could see on the monitors what we were doing constantly. So during dress rehearsals and blockings and that stuff, they saw me messing up constantly, and they thought I guess it was very funny. So um, yeah, they wrote that right into the script. I love it. Oh, that's so great. Thank you for sharing that, Essa. Well, listen, we can't, we can never have an act. No one can come on the show from All My Children without me asking. Tell us about working, if you did work with Susan Lucci or just being, you know, around Susan Lucci, what was your, did you have a, any good Susan Lucci stories? Yeah, I just remember about food one morning early in the dressing room and we were talking about dinner last night and, <laughs> and I was talking about some fish. I had some healthy fish and salad and everybody talks about their healthy food and here's Susan, this tiny little petite lady and I'm thinking, okay, she's going to say, I had salad, no fat dressing <laughs> and she's like, Oh, I had meatballs and cheese and marinara sauce. And- <laughs> what? I know. She, I think she's one of those. Ralph Ralph is that person, too, that they can just eat anything and everything yeah. and not, not gain weight. But plus, you know, her husband is German, right? And I think he was a big yeah. a big cook in German. Yeah. Did, you, did, did you work with Kelly Ripa at all? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Yes. She was a hoot, right? She was great. Oh, she was a total hoot. Yes, yeah, she came. <laughs> yeah. She, she, Jennifer. Yeah, I, Jennifer I always says. Yeah. Jennifer always says that when she was up to, you know, when she was trying out for the uh, the Regis job, Jennifer was like, "Oh my God, of course she's going to get it. She never quits talking." You know, we. She... <laughs> oh yeah, no. She would walk in in the in the makeup room in the mornings and go plump herself down, and she would start. So you guys won't believe what Mark did last night. He did this and this and this and this. And then, and then, and then. So, I mean, she was a talk show host, basically, right. from the beginning, from the get-go. 
I love that. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. I'm, uh, once again, I like that she said, get go, Esther. Yeah, it's working out. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> you're so well, funny because everybody, Jasper, has named you're like, of course, yeah, oh, yes, of course, yes, I work with them, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you were, I mean, you were really there during a, a really wonderful period, you know, when, when soaps were riding high and the, you know what I mean? The ratings oh, were great, yeah. and it was yeah. like a wonderful, wonderful. Let me ask you because uh, uh, one thing that had, that was always a part of our industry, and it's gotten better, but there was always this sort of um, nighttime versus daytime, right? I don't know if your agents or managers yeah. talked about it at the time. You know, I mean, listen, I would die to get a soap opera now. I would never leave, right? But um, were you at? Did you? did you find any of that sort of pressure of like, did, should you go do a soap? And if so, how long? And a lot of people don't understand that usually every 13 weeks that they can actually get rid of us um, on a contract. But, but how was that? Did, were you told not to do the soap or did your reps really support it? Oh, no, they, they, Totally supported it. Good. They yes, they were they were they were wonderful about that. Yes. Okay, good. Because I think it's gotten better now. I noticed because you how was how was it working on Spin City? Did you work with Michael J. Fox? Yes, yes. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, right at the beginning of his. Um, Parkinson's so mm. you know it was it was a little it was a little sad mm-hmm. but it was it was yeah it was it was a little it was a little sad isn't it amazing guys when you think about it I mean of all people and and the other thing is he's lived with it like all these years now but I mean for he was so young when he got Parkinson's you know we think of Parkinson's generally as like you know, you get it in your 60s or 70s or something, but God, he was one of the, probably one of the youngest I've ever heard of, and uh, yes. it's just amazing that he's lived this long with it. So, well, listen, my dear, you are amazing. We we really need about three hours oh. to to talk to oh. you, but I just can't thank you enough. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Alicia and Jennifer that we I'm gonna send them a copy of the interview. And, um, oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, and yeah, Jennifer is amazing, and and thank you so much for having me. It was so lovely to be um, on the show with you guys. Um, thank you for having me. Oh, well, absolutely. Listen, <clears throat> come back and anytime. Come Every back, when you start everyone, back in the show business again, come back and do our show if you want. Oh, definitely. I will for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Well, everyone, follow okay. Esther on Instagram. And listen, my dear, good luck with everything. And we hopefully will be talking to you very soon. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so Take much. Take care. <laughs> wow, Ralph. I'm like, I'm already thinking most of us, we just, uh, we're like shooting our pants thinking about doing all the lines on a soap period imagine if it that would okay the way i was thinking about this is it's it's like so what if we got cast on a telenovela well actually you could 
you could pull it off on a telenovela like you did with uh, dementia. But it would be like, you know, if suddenly you're thrown on this, this Spanish speaking show and you, you know, I know she studied English and she could speak English, but just imagine the ex. And then she said, she (laughs) only, only, only in this business would they cast a South African actress to play Hungarian? It's like right. really like you have to throw Hungarian in there on top of it. Well, I was thinking, but to Esther's point, and thank you for complimenting like that. I'd be sitting right there with the dictionary, also, you know, and that's how I did dementia. You know, I she said like with Google now, I was always at my computer, and for pronunciation and what does this mean? Plus, you know, like. She had to learn our idiosyncrasies, like, you know, from the get-go, for example. If she's seeing that written in English, that's not something that she learned getting, learning English in South Africa, you know? So it's like, that's why I'm so impressed with her. I mean, she did over 100 episodes of All My mm. Children, and that's just so much to learn, you know? So it, it's really... Well, I'm, oh, always, I'm love- always fascinating. I was hoping, I was trying to just figure out if there was, you know, if there was an incident... In life that, you know, like, you know, our sweet Norma, remember Norma, Norma had been acting for 20 something, 30 years. And then she decided, you know what, I'm going to go back to college. I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to become a psychologist. And Mm -hmm. she did that for 10 or 15 years. And then you remember Norma's line was, you know, Jasper, one day I just started looking around. I thought, fuck it. If I'm going to deal with crazy people all day, I might as well just go back to show business. (laughs) I love it. and that's how she and her first part back was, you know, Highway to Heaven with Michael Landon. So, well, listen, I, I love the fact like we could we could mention Jennifer and Alicia, you know, people oh, that we know, we know yeah. and love. Yeah, yeah, that's really because when she was talking about Susan eating marinara and meatballs, I was going to bring up Alicia's husband because all I could think of were hamburgers while she was saying that, you know? (laughs) Well, and also, don't forget, Alicia is one of those people that can't gain weight. I mean, I don't know if you know the story. When when Alicia and I finally met, um, we met in person at Cafe Marmalade at the Grove, and you know how sometimes you just have an, we had already had a great connection on the phone. A lot of people don't know how funny and raunchy she is. Right. So, but I remember, so we're, we're eating lunch and she's, she's just so tiny, you know, she's so thin and stunning and we were eating. And then she, she said, uh, excuse me, I'm going to have to go to the restroom. And I, I go, cause you, you're going to throw up. Right. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> absolutely. Of course I am. How do you think I say that way? Like that was our instant connection, you know, like from the beginning, but then she started telling me later about, you know, People don't think about this, but like the, when you're, I know it sounds like if you're too skinny, kids make fun of you, but it does. It it goes the other direction too, you know, olive oil and people used to call her olive oil and stuff like that. But I would say you can never be too rich or too thin. So there you have it. Let the haters hate as you try to gain weight. Um, I wanted to say, well, it was so funny yesterday with you and Denise because on Denise's IG uh, podcast, Louisiana Girl, Louisiana Wednesdays, because I loved her uh, because, you know, uh, that's visual. I love when you were talking to her about me and my losing the weight and that Ralph is trying to gain weight now. And Denise is just like, oh, really? 
Oh, God. We love Ralph, but, you know, we don't also. And I just thought that was the funniest thing. She is so priceless to me. Now, before we hang up and end this episode, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention to Planet Earth and everyone listening that one-on-one with Jasper Cole is the recipient of two W3, also known as Webby Awards. It's the 16th annual W3 Awards that honors websites, video, and podcasts. And out of thousands of entries, you guys, one-on-one with Jasper Cole won Best Podcast Series and Best Entertainment Series. Yay! Thanks, thanks, Thanks to you, Ralph. Oh, yeah, and thanks to you for creating. Um, oh, that's right. Are yeah. we supposed to give yeah. ourselves? Yeah. 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 Because you guys, okay, just like I was trying to say before we brought on Essen, hopefully I won't get interrupted this time. We as human beings all do what makes us feel comfortable, no matter what anybody else says. And we, as human beings, love getting praise. We love being included. We like to be loved. We like to be complimented. And we like to be rewarded for the work that we do. Now, this, what Jasper and I do, is not work to me. This is just fun. But... Because, bitch, you're not getting paid. <laughs> well, talk to JR about that, okay? Because we did have a discussion and things are going to be changing a little bit. Hashtag Venmo, hashtag uh, PayPal. <laughs> but, the, but this is why. I'm sorry, the budgets are cut. Due to COVID, I, the budgets have been cut. You listen, this is why I stay my ass at home, goddammit, okay? And I'm not trying to drive up to Temple Base or Temple Base or whatever the shit is called. <laughs> um, well, uh, actually, do... you've never, you were never a co host at Temple Base, although you were uh, a but, guest. But I was a guest, so whatever. But um, that. But we I wanted won... to let everyone know that Ralph Ralph is is a huge part of why we won this award. And I, you know, we're, Ralph and Ralph and I are not into the we're not in the business to receive awards. Although we will fist fight somebody to get one. But um, <laughs> it's all. No, I mean, here's the thing. Like, the thing that makes me happiest of all is, you know. This this show, our radio career together, it all just was organically happened 10 years ago. It's like, you know, we just, it's not something that we thought at after we had not like thought about our whole lives. Let's go do a radio show together. It's just with the little engine that could. And it's just the fact that we continue to do it and we have listeners and now we win an award. It's, it's, it's a great validation. Yeah, it is. It, it all happened organically. I love how you said, like, we didn't plan this. We didn't have outlined structure meetings um, about how the show was going to be done. You can see Planet Earth, we're raunchy, we're nasty, we're rude. We, um, you know, we've had, there have been times when guests have been in the waiting room or on hold waiting to come on, and they have clicked off and just said, oh, no, not going on with those two. And <laughs> And that is totally fine as well. But, but, we but, but Ralph, let's remind you, there was nothing funnier. When we used to do the show, 
live on camera for two hours. We, we initially did a show called On the Set with Jasper Cole, and it was like literally – it was like doing a two-hour live play on stage. And we were on camera at uh, Sunset Gower – Sunset Bronson and then Sunset Gower. And the the best thing would be when – when guests would come in and sit down, the door is shut, and three, two, one, and we are live on the air, and then the train leaves the station, and some people are just sitting there, like, some people could roll with it and go with us, but others were, like, trapped deer in the headlights, but the thing was, <laughs> they couldn't get up, well, I guess they could get up and walk out, but we would make it to, like, the first break, and we'd have a guest go, oh, my God, this is, like... <laughs> <laughs> this is like a party, a party train, and I don't know. Am I? What am I doing? And we're like, just, no, they, no, we can just just hang on and ride with it. We don't know what we're jump, doing. Just jump. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Just jump on because Jasper and I are both very quick, and <clears throat> we love improv. You know, we love improv. That's what you were saying on Denise's show yesterday that you could do improv all day. So that's why, yes, when we were at an audition, oh, I love those times when it would be like, yeah, you can just put the script down now, oh. and it'll be like, oh my goodness. When I in think other about words, all, Ralph, you you can make a meal out of it now. Go ahead. I can, yes, I can totally. Oh God, I can just remember times when, you know, I would do things like, you know, the the, the auditioners would be sitting behind the table, and I'd go sit on the table with them and start eating something that they had on their table. Mm-hmm. You know, just being body and just, you know. Yeah, because everyone the- knows you don't want to bring props or costumes or any of that. Well, uh-huh. That, go ahead. I- <laughs> because that- Ralph has a full – he has a wardrobe bag. He takes out, listen, like, grapes listen. and prunes. Peaches uh, and cuts cuts up a piece uh, of fruit. Shit, shit. I don't go nowhere without my cutting board and my backpack, goddammit, and a knife. Listen, Jasper, it was like that on this I've got a Caleb. hula hoop. I'm taking okay. a hula hoop. <laughs> and a charcuterie board, all right? Listen, remember when I had my audition for K11? It was so funny. First, first I went in to play this, the old, uh, an older character. And Jules was all like, oh, God, you were so wrong for this part. I mean, did your agent <laughs> not read the breakdown? It wasn't, you know, it was an agent at the time. Um, did they not read the part? Because actually Lou Beatty Jr. got the part. Um, so, but the, Jules was like, oh, no, you are just, no, you are way too young for this. And I went to the audition, like, in these baggy clothes, my hair all messed up, just trying to be old, right? And she said, no, you, you we're going to have Did you use your scat man voice? I, I use my scat man voice. You talk down like I, that. And I talked all down like this and everything. And she was like, okay, cute, but, you know, completely wrong. I'm going to have you read for the role of KK. And KK was just this little saucy Fabulous. Just all pulled up and tight, well, Planet Eartha, like a good actor does. I happen to have a pair of six-inch heels in the trunk of my car with a <laughs> wig, goddammit, because you never know, like when you're out, this was back in the days when you'd be traveling from one audition to the next, when you might need this stuff, right? Honey, I left that room, went out to the car, rolled up my sweatpants above my knee, all up into my crotch, tied my shirt into a little halter type. Flat, uh, halter top, slapped on a wig, put on my six-inch eel, came back in. Jules was like, girl, I was like, yes, 
don't fuck with a chameleon character actor, girl. And I went in there and read for the role of KK and booked that shit. And that's because I was not afraid to use props and to be wild and crazy. Nowadays, you know, they say, because we're doing everything on cell tape, those instructions are all like, don't use any props, girl. Don't do anything distracting. Just stand there and do the shit, okay? <laughs> right. Every- and yet, like you always tell the story, which I love, is like Ralph always reminds people that last year or the summer before, I went outside and filmed a whole audition as if I was shooting a movie, and I booked the role for the film. So it's you know it, it's all just because case he, by case. He was- he was auditioning for the role of a dog walker, and he booked it. It's in the movie called Fall, and he was re- auditioning for dog walker. Well, Jasper has a dog named Zeke, and he has an outside. And in the scene, something gets thrown on him from a tree. Mm-hmm. And Jasper staged that whole shit. He walked down the <laughs> boardwalk with that little dog, had a friend throw a shoe at him. And that's what you do. And other actors looked at that and said, oh, wow, I never thought of auditioning outside. Because, you know, if you ask casting, they might go, oh, no, 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 don't be doing all that. And until they see it, and that's when they bring in the other people and go, check out this reel. And Mm -hmm. there you have it. Yeah, so it's all, it's just case by case. It's all case by case, yeah. It's case well, Ralph, listen. I, you know, we it's we we could have a we could do a two hour show again. And I'm, you know, I as a, look, I love doing what we're doing now, and we're going to keep doing it. But I, I still, I do, you know, as things get so well, I was going to say, as things get back to normal, as we read today that L.A. County, you know, cases are on the rise, and I'm trying to get you to take off one of four masks but you can if we go back if we if we go back in person i'll put on four masks and a shield and um and well, you know, I, stopped we'll be spraying, I stopped spraying my mail with lysol and i stopped wiping down my groceries so that was a good step for me that's huge yeah because they did now they did it was finally sort of proven that it's not a surface a surface virus, but we didn't know that for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it was back in the days of HIV. We didn't know that we could kiss somebody, you know, once HIV was circulating all around, nobody was kissing or, you know, remember Linda Evans, she was all up in arms because she had tongue kissed rock Hudson girl. Well, we didn't know that. But once you know, then it's like you change. Well, who who didn't, who didn't tongue kiss rock Hudson? Apparently. (laughs) Exactly. But it's like I can remember during this COVID outbreak, yes, I left my um, grocery sit out in the sun for a little bit because they said sunlight killed it. Well, I didn't feel silly because we didn't know. We're all, and, we're, and two years into this fucking pandemic, we're all still driving blind. I mean, look at us scrambling. Get a COVID test. No, go get the antibody, girl. No, get the antigen. No, sign up at CVS. No, you can do an at-home, child. No, you go over here and get get a J&J. Oh, no, that shit don't work. Well, get a modern egg, girl. Oh, hey, yeah, you, you know, know what? <laughs> Fuck J&J. I don't want anything to do with J&J Listen, ever again. And the CDC came out today. It's not Moderna. It's modern A. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. I know. Well, I made yeah, that up. But I, I know. Can good. you imagine? That's probably going to be next. Or get it ready. Is. Next week, they're going to say, oh, you know what? Further testing shows actually the Pfizer booster is better than Moderna. 
So. That's what you laughed at me when I said, oh, well, you know, I did, the, I did more research. That's when I'm going to do the Moderna one. I said, well, go on and do it because you know tomorrow they'll say you should have done the Pfizer girl. Well, so and, I'm not, and I'll, I'll get right up and get a Pfizer too. I am not afraid uh, of a booster or a vaccine. Well, you're not even afraid of the virus. That's how fierce you are. You know, I mean, <clears throat> look at Well, I'm not trying at, to get it. I mean, I'm well, just no, very oh, diligent. Well, I'm very diligent about, you know, wearing my mask and washing my hands, but yeah, no, you were that's so funny because like you said, no, okay. We didn't even get into my encounter. Okay, we didn't even get into my fight at the grocery store and the police being called at <gasps> Albertsons, but I'll tell what? you that no, another tell time. Me. Oh, can you tell well, me I, I've air? been told. Unfortunately, I posted it on Facebook, and then I was asked to take it down. Oh because... my God! I'm calling you when we hang up. <laughs> I want to hear this because I want to hear this story because you know Planet Earth of Jasper is not afraid to get into a fight. He, this little boy, will. He, I mean, he's the youngest of four boys, and all the brothers ahead of him played all those. Sports that you like, you heard him allegedly playing football. That <laughs> did in Athens, Georgia, back then. So he just followed in suit like that. He's this little wisp of a man with these amazing fucking muscles, and he oh. just stands anywhere with his arms crossed over his chest, like don't fucking fuck with me. So gotta hear. Well, about let me tell you, nothing. I don't have road rage. I don't have. i you know, I'm a Lexapro. I'm very chill. But this whole thing with people not wearing their mask, it just sends me over the edge. I, it, 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 it just is so fucking like – it's like throwing water in people's face. Like I, I don't have to follow the rules, but you do. And it's mm-hmm. like, really? Mm-hmm. Try me, bitch. You know what I mean? So oh, my I God. Just, I just love that people think they – I mean they just – okay, here's what – I'm going to give you the – a bridge. Okay. So I go to my local neighborhood grocery store that I generally go to all the time. I park, you know, I get my mask on. I, I'm walking as I'm as I'm, I, I still get the buggy. I wipe it down with the, the thing, you know, so I'm wiping down the handle. And I, so I see a man and woman and a little kid in the, in the buggy going in the store. And then they stopped right inside because there's cases of water. So I get my buggy and I notice she has a mask on. The little toddler has a mask on, but the, the father doesn't or the man doesn't. So as I go in, I said to the guy, oh, don't forget your mask. And he goes, what do you don't get up on? Don't get all up on me talking about putting on a mask. And I go, OK, well, and there's a huge sign outside the door, inside the door. I pointed to the thing and I, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to get into it with him with a child here. So I just pointed to the thing and I entered the store. And at that point, as I enter the store, about five feet in front of me, I hear loud laughing and high-fiving. I see these five bros, as I call them, these fraternity guy looking guys in their probably 20s. And they're loud, and you can tell they're drunk, and they're buying tons of liquor, and they're piling beer into the. Not a single one of them have a mask on, mm. not a mask in sight. Now I'm barely into the store, and I see this. So as I'm, I go, hey guys, hey, hey, hey guys, um, where's your mask? And one of them says, "Fuck you, we live in Florida, we don't need to wear any fucking mask." Mm. And I said. And I looked over, the the clerk was standing there, and I looked at her, and 
she goes, unfortunately, we're not allowed to say anything to customers. Only the manager can. And she's at, she's at dinner. She's not here. So I turned back to them. I said, I tell you what, you either put a mask on or get the fuck out of the store now. Oh, my goodness. To five and of them, they, Yep. And they start yelling and screaming and carrying on. I took out my iPhone. I dialed 911. As it's going on, I call the police. I'm telling the woman what's happening and where I'm at. And it was almost like either either the police were in the parking lot or around the corner because it was almost like it felt like 10 seconds later. Because what happened was I gave her my information and I just kept walking and went on into the store and walk, and pushed my buggy back to the deli and was buying my rotisserie chicken. I could hear <laughs> the chaos behind me. <laughs> I could hear the, the, the chaos behind me. And then I, I said to the deli person, um, can you tell me why no one enforces the mask mandate? And then he was like, well, we're not supposed to confront. I said, so, oh, customers are supposed to? He goes, no, you're not supposed to either. I go, fuck that. I'm not going to ever come here again. So at that point, my cell phone rings and it's the person, the, you know, 911 wanting to talk to me. But the point I'm making is. Was it Angela Bassett? I, the last one. <laughs> it was Rob Lowe because it was Austin. Okay. Um, the last thing I saw were two of the guys standing with their hands behind them back, their backs being handcuffed. As <laughs> I, oh, God. And so oh, I just want to say to everybody, fuck you wherever you live. But when you come to California, we don't play, okay? We're not playing around with your fucked up. We don't have to wear a mask. You will wear a mask in California or keep your ass out. That's all I'm I can so say. I'm so glad they didn't attack you. Oh, my God. Oh, well, That's... I mean, the good thing was there There were I, – I don't know if the employees were are allowed to help if you're being beaten. But, oh, they're um, not going to help you if, if they can't confront a customer to say, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir, can you put on a mask? If these five people start punching you, those um, – well, years and everything, they're going to just stand there and watch. And to your point, and let me tell you, you know, why. I'm not opposed to getting press for for activities. It would be great for my TMZ profile. Oh, my Hollywood, goodness. Hollywood's bad guy starts a brawl in, you know. Oh, my God, you'll spring. be getting offers. You'll be getting offers left and right. And let me tell you this at CVS, where you and I both go. This was CVS Windsor Hills, girl, right before I went in to CVS. The pharmacy was held up, and let me tell you how they're <laughs> and let and let me tell you how they're held up. Those bitches jump over the desk, grab. There's this law that if you steal less than a thousand dollars worth of shit, mm-hmm. it's not a felony. So these it's a misdemeanor. It's a misdemeanor. They jumped over the counter with their bag, like their Santa Claus gear, and they proceed to get as much stuff in their bag, hoping that it's under $1,000, and jump back over and run out of the store. And the pharmacists simply stand back, say, don't hurt me, take what you need, and go. And when you're saying they're they're grabbing uh, medication, med, med, drugs. Oh, okay, got it. Well, is that during the day? Dur- broad daylight. 
And you and like, you came in right after that. I came in right after because I was waiting in line to get. So you know, I had my dental thing, so right. I was coming to get my prescription. Prescription. Filled. And so, and I know the pharmacist. I mean, I know them because I've been going there for twenty-one years because they took care of my father, Michael, and my mother. So I was standing in line waiting to do my thing, and I heard the pharmacist going, "Yeah, we were just robbed a few minutes ago." I was like, "What?" Did wow. the cops come? Yeah, the, the security guard. It was all, the, and they have all these fucking cameras there. These robbers don't care. And then I go to this other pharmacy that's down the street from CVS, but it's one of those little pharmacies like where we private, got our private owned, yeah, a private yeah. owned. And she has her door locked, so you have to buzz to get in. And I was talking to her. I said, "Oh, by the way, because she's friends with the pharmacist at CVS." I said, "Oh, by the way, I wanted to let you know." They were robbed recently, and she goes, I've been robbed twice. I was like, oh, my God. What? She goes, they – she said, they've broken in here twice. They jump over the desk once again, and they act like she's not even there. They're like, what are you going to do, girl? And they grab whatever they can, hop back over the thing, and run out of the store. Okay? Well, I have a feeling, like you said, I think they, they're smart to you know, not – now I'm not listen. Jasper's not. A, I mean, I'm not going to fight. You know, somebody with a gun that's jumping around. But yeah, I think they're smart to not to just stand back because having been you know assaulted last year at gunpoint, I told you before what that taught me was in those situations, one little false move it can all go wrong. You know, just well yeah, one, and that's why yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but see, Jasper, this is what I want to say to you. I mean, I'm glad you're okay now, especially with these five guys. I mean, the father was bold and rude the, for how he talked to you, but anybody can have a gun. And well, because- yeah, I agree. But here's the thing: I, I these were like these are kids that could be my children. Like I could I could sense that they were not. These were how do I? I I'm trying to say I can read the room like. They were so shocked. I was like a parent yelling at them. It was like their father yelling at them. Uh, well, I didn't. Okay. I didn't feel they were going to fight. Fist no, fight you me. were lucky this time. And like you and I, and I know people Planet Earth. I'm sure your board is going to be lighting up. You and I will just not never agree on this. Like you want me to take off one of my masks. I don't care how young they are or how much you thought you were like their father. Kids kill their parents. Okay, and they don't <laughs> give a shit. Seriously, they don't give a shit. Plus, yeah, you got these big old muscles, but you're short. And there were five of them. And when that guy said, fuck you, we're from Florida, and you say, you counter with, oh, okay, um, you know what? If you're not going to wear a mask here in California, get the fuck out of the store. If they had all started clobbering you, it would have been fucked up. And you just have to be careful like that. You yeah, know, but and, I, I, you should have seen the look on their face. They were like, they were like little wimpy dogs after I said that. They were embarrassed. Well, they were embarrassed. I've just, I mean, one, like, one was cute. I did get his number, you know, just in case. <laughs> oh my God. I am well, just listen, like, because, the, I'm, because I, I'm a wuss. The, and because guns are so, you know, they're trying to make LA, you know, you can order a gun. And build it at home. These people are just con- having concealed weapons, and they want to use it. 
They want to shoot their gun at somebody and call it self-defense. Just be the fuck careful, okay? And, and speaking of, we did not even get into the whole shooting in Alec Baldwin, but because oh, I, next, we'll have ne- I have a feeling by next week's show, I mean, I think it's going to be even, we'll have more to talk about. I think charges will be filed. And this, I want to oh talk God. about that as someone who's been on, has dealt with guns for 20 years. In oh my business. God. Well, yeah, we were going to talk about that. I'm just so out of all of this and whether it's an accident or planned, I'm just thinking about Helena's child and husband yep. and yep. how devastating that loss is because you know how it is in the news every single day you always hear bad news so and so is killed so and so is killed does anybody think about the aftermath what their life is like day by day by day by day when the son is saying daddy where's mommy mommy well another uh, another worst part of all this is i mean you know love alec or hate him you know all the you know he's hated by the trumpsters and he's hated by republicans and he used to you know play trump on snl and he's a vocal vocal liberal the the amount of hate that the trump supporters and the right-wing media and fox news all the hate that they're spewing at alec it's like it's your karma. Fuck you. You should. This is what you get for going after Trump. This is, you know. So on top of everything else, his his family is being bombarded with hate. And whatever you think about Alec Baldwin, he, Alec Baldwin just was not trying to, you know, kill the DP on a movie set. And it's it's forever changed his life, and he will never be the same, you know, after this. But listen, everyone. Um, we only have about 90 seconds left, so everyone, please follow us on social media. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Ralph, much love to you. We will be in touch as we always are. Everyone, be safe. Get your vaccines. Get your boosters. Wear your mask. Wear three masks. Wear four masks. Put on a face shield. Put on a kerchief. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> put in put in an IUD and a chastity belt. But we will be back next week, same time, same place. Bye. Bye-bye, Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.